0: Thanks for listening to the Between the Covers podcast. You can follow Deanne at E-O-D-B-R-T and Rachel at More Than the Pages on Instagram and everything podcast related at at Between the Covers Pod. Between the Covers Pod is produced by our local indie bookstore, dog Books in Ames, Iowa. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Rachel. How are you? Good. Guess what? What? It's time for you. To go back to the small town you grew up in. I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Between the Covers podcast with me, Rachel, and our lovely main host, Deanne. Hello. Woo -woo Woo. Today, we are talking about the trope, forced to return to a small town. So all you Hallmark watchers out there, you know this trope very, very well. And in the rom-com book world, it's a strong one in that world as well. Um, Did you grow up in a small town?
1: I did. Well, partly. You did your hometown experience already? Yes. So when I was little, I grew up in a small town in Iowa. And then when I was in junior high, I moved to Southern California and grew up in a big town. (laughs) big, Big difference there. I grew up in a stupid small town as well,
0: too. Not that the town is stupid, but that it was stupid small. But I recently experienced, so like my small town was bit near a big city and I feel like that completely changed a lot of what I love and who I grew up to be because I went back to a really small ass Iowa town recently and there's my kind of small town and then there's that kind of small town and it is startling. (laughs) So this trope going back to a small town, I would be the person dragging my heels to have to go back. I don't know about you.
1: I only came back to take care of elderly parents, and I lasted mm-hmm. six months, and I moved to Ames, where we live. Yes. And then we drove is a, and took care of them on the
0: weekend. <laughs> Ames is like a small, big town. It's a small,
1: or, big town. Yeah. It's so you, close to everything.
0: Yes, you have the community, but there's a lot going on here, and you're still 45 minutes away from Des Moines, which our capital city is, is a small, big city. Yeah. So...
1: But Ames but, is still a fun. It's got it's tons a perfect of size. Stuff. Yes, I love, and it's a college town, so that makes yeah. a huge difference. There's
0: too. a definitely like a line divide too, but there's good blending between everything. Yeah. Plus, Ames has dog-eared books. Exactly. Woo-hoo-hoo. So, would you want to ever? Would you do it for a romance? Would you go back to a small town and like? See if you found the one. No,
1: I dream of going back to a big town. <laughs> you're the big city slicker. Like, give me that romance. Like, I, you know, I say that. But order I, the same coffee.
0: And, oh. Aw. Soulmate <laughs> equation
1: is what that just reminds yes, me of. Yes,
0: you're right. And um, the, um, what's her face? The one that I say is not a Christmas book. <laughs>
1: Kiss her once for me. Yes, oh my god. My brain
0: like shut off there. It's
1: (laughs) it's not a Christmas book. It is a Christmas book.
0: Um (laughs) yeah, no, because they have like their little coffee shop flirtation too. Yes, yes. That could be another whole trope episode, coffee shop love. Yes. So before we go even further into discussing the trope for today, which for those of you listening to us for the first time in trope episodes, we just chat about all the books that fit into this theme because we love a good trope. Give us the equation and we will read it. Um, and then in the next episode, usually the next episode, and um, we'll talk about the book in which this trope belongs to. So if you want to listen and find a list of books to add to your TBR, this is the way to do it. Um, but first, let's start with Dan. What did you recently finish? Reading, finish reading. I should like just would you finish? <laughs> finish what?
1: Well, I recently finished doing the laundry, but <laughs> while I recently finished doing nothing. Um the Emma project, which is oh, yeah, yeah. Somali Dave is the way they pronounce it in the audiobook. We've oh, talked about this over and over. We have our answer, folks. I think that's right, unless they are mispronouncing Dave. it in
0: the book and I doubt it. So the last name is spelled D-E-V. And we had a character um, in a previous read with the same name. And well, that was his first name, though. Yes. But there was a lot of discussion on Dev, Dave, Dov. um,
1: Yeah. And now we know. I love that. Thank you. So, here we are. I'm sorry. So, this was, I think, the fourth book in a series, and they're all Jane Austen retellings. Mm -hmm. And well, with a title like that, The Emma Project, shocking. I know. Shocking. It literally is a retelling. But the cool thing was, I have a book club reading Emma next month, so I read oh. Emma, and then I read the Emma Project, and that's that was perfect. a lot of fun. Uh,
0: this is recommend. that's hilarious. This is the second time I've been talking about Emma today because one of my coworkers, Emily, was like, she's like, oh my god, Pride and Prejudice, and I asked her, I was like, well, what do you love the most? She's like, well, I really love the new movie version of Emma, and I said, I was like. I think I would like Emma the best. I haven't read any Jane Austen. I've re- read the retellings. I was gonna say you've read a thousand. I know. Retellings. I was like, and I like the Camilla knows best one. I was like, I think she's funny. She gets gets up to no good. So I think I might have to do that. I might
1: have to pick it up. It's really. I loved it. You just should as as
0: make a list of all your Jane Austen retelling rom-coms and romances that
1: you've read. That could be a whole nother. Well, we I think we've done we that t- trope. We didn't yeah. do the
0: trope. We discussed it. We almost did. We switched it to something different. and It was for the Camilla Knows Best one.
1: Yes. But yeah. Yes. So I'm glad you like that. How many yeah. stars did you give it? You know, that's a good question. I gave Emma five stars. <laughs> I know that. I think I gave it. I'm trying to be tougher on the stars right now, because there for a while, I was giving everything a lot of stars. <laughs> you get a star. You However, get a star. <laughs> I gave it five stars. Five stars. I, I wasn't sure if I kind of went back and forth on this one, but I- I just love the book. And there's I more love the series. I was gonna say so there's more in
0: the series.
1: Yeah, this is the fourth one, and I've loved every single one of them and it feels like they just keep getting better and better. And it's fun watching a writer be- get
0: into their own as the yeah, like the storyline continues. and maybe they're like, you know what? I thought I loved this first character who was a main character book, but now I love this one even more, and you can almost see that passion yeah. when they're writing that story.
1: And I love trying to figure out who's going to be next, because oh, yes. you, know, you can always tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've figured out who's going to be next in this one. I hope there's a next, <laughs> because I really love, love, love this series. Are they
0: all based off of different Jane Austen books?
1: Yes. Well, then how many books has she gone through? There's a good chance. If she like, hasn't gone through all of them yet. So we have Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors, which mm-hmm. is amazing. A cooking one and you know how much I love cooking. Of course. <laughs> ones. Um recipe for persuasion, which is also cooking. First one's a restaurant, second one's cooking. Um third one is incense and sensibility. Okay, I was gonna say isn't there a sense and sensibility yep. one? Yep. And it is um a political candidate and a yoga instructor. <laughs> what a weird, interesting it's combo, not like a <laughs> combo, but it's awesome. I love that book. And then this was Emma Project so and wh- it was um two people working together at a nonprofit. That's fun. But one of them. And that's very
0: similar to Camilla Knows Best because she volunteered at the nonprofit and worked.
1: Yeah. Hmm. This one, they, so she has been running this nonprofit. She got this big corporate funding mm-hmm. and has been running this nonprofit to help women in Nepal. And this guy comes in. He's the brother of the newly elected California governor. Ooh. So they want, the corporate wants His name Mm -hmm. to be associated. And he wants to attack homelessness in San Francisco, which is not what she's working on. I
0: was going to say that's the very opposite. (laughs) The
1: corporate guy is giving her money that they already promised to her Ah. to him. And so they decide to work together. (sighs) Isn't Um, that lovely when that can happen? I know. (laughs) And – You know, there's a part where it's either going to be adversaries the whole Mm. way or they're going to work together. Right. And early on, and I think this is probably what pushed it over five for me. Early on, they decided that their best bet was to work together. They didn't always trust each other, but they knew they were better off working together. I like that. And so I like that it wasn't.
0: You know, it's not that enemies, you know, where you're trying to undermine one another. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's frustrating because it's like, do we have to be that way? Look, you guys are helping two different causes and doing the most that you can for them. So that's fantastic.
1: And he's also 12 years younger than she is. And Mm I love that part, too. A
0: little bit of... Um, cougar aspect there. <laughs> yeah. She's
1: not old enough to no, be. A I However, they always say,
0: or they always say, anytime you know, anybody's like even a year older, ooh, a cougar. It's like, sure yeah, thing. Sure, bro. But, <laughs> so the next one's probably like, what, Manchester or something park? Mansfield Park. Mansfield, I, Mansfield. I, maybe, maybe. I haven't
1: <laughs> seen. Maybe that what was the. Sonali da, Dave, if you're listening. Sonali. Let us know what the next one's going to be.
0: We're very, very interested. <laughs> we need to know what you're writing. All authors, you have to inform yeah. us first <laughs> before you like
1: inform your publisher. Before your brain even knows, we need to know. Otherwise, we'll make up stories that we <laughs> want you to write as we will... Christina Lauren found yeah. out two years ago. Yes. <laughs> you need to do this and this yes. and this. We, we need this story. We
0: want this. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah, I really loved having them visit with
1: us, and love to do something like that again. Well, Melissa K. Adams, we decided the Cheese Man needs a story. So,
0: oh my God, yes, I want a Cheese Man story, but I also need to finish reading that series too. It's so good. Well, I just recently finished "Come Tumbling Down" by Shannon McGuire, and it's part of the Wayward Children series, and it's a series of novellas and. I don't even know where to begin with how much I love the series. So like these kids find a door into another world and they can Aww. be logic or high nonsense or low nonsense or just like, and it's like the Candyland world, but just cause it's Candyland doesn't mean it's like safe. It's like dangerous and there's monsters in these worlds. Well, sometimes their worlds kick them out. So there's kids who want to return to their worlds and kids who don't. So there's two different schools and this is the wayward school. Um, and so this is, I think, book four, or five. I can't remember. Five. And um, thanks, Deanna. She's looking up the series as I'm talking about it. Um, so this is book five and they're novellas. So they're super, super skinny and short, but they're so good. And this one focuses on uh, two twin sisters aptly named, Jack and Jill for come tumbling down. Oh, that's um, awesome. And in their world, it, there's vampires, and she kind of works for, um, well, she doesn't, well, one of them, Jack, um, kind of like her master in a sense, uh, who she really cares about and loves. He's sort of a Frankenstein, not Frankenstein's monster, but like. The actual, like, math, scientist, doctor, genius human. And so it's such a good story. And, like, this series, I just love that you get a different door experience in each one of them. And then it continues because you keep meeting these students. And it's fantastic. So I highly recommend it if you want a little bit of fantasy, silly, weird, creepy, strange, anything strange. It's... So Rachel
1: has a before seven rule. So you can't read anything scary after seven.
0: I I would read this one after seven. Okay, that was my question. Yep, this is, I forgot. I hadn't talked about before. I haven't had to implement the before seven in quite some time. That's good. I know, I'm just reading happy
1: loving things. (laughs) I've had a couple. I'm like, yeah, no.
0: (laughs) So back to our lovely trope. Now we already talked about like, have you ever felt like this trope Is something you would want to experience, and I think you and I both are like, no, we're good, (laughs) we're good. I do not want to go back to my hometown and find love because I know all those people.
1: (laughs) I love watching it though, and I love reading it. The one book that came to mind when we were talking about this is Book Lovers. Oh
0: yeah, and Uh, but that's not even her whole. I guess he went back to his small town. town. Yeah, yep, you're right. I was like, no, she didn't do it. She went to a small town, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's cute it was, and cozy. If my hometown was cute and cozy, absolutely sign me up. And had a bookstore, yes, that I got to run. Yeah,
1: it does not. <laughs> you could definitely
0: run my bookstore in my hometown. <laughs> um, do you ever feel like this is a cliche of a trope because it's so common?
1: So I feel like it gets that reputation mm-hmm. but I also stand by the that's what we like about it exactly like we want, you know, and I joke that I want to go back to the big city, but like I really don't think I can handle the traffic anymore. Mm-hmm. like oh my God when you're no. in the middle of it, you want to let go of that grind and mm-hmm. the, you know the Everybody, everywhere. And so I think there's something about it that, as cliche as it is, mm-hmm. It really it's comforting. hits us all. People who live in small towns are like, of course they want to go back to the small town. Right. People who live in big cities are like, you know, I really like having sushi at two in the morning. However,
0: <laughs> what is there in a small town? Maybe you have to I drive to go
1: run a bookstore in a small town. 30
0: minutes to whatever nearest store. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. Amanda and I, um Amanda's one of the owners of Dogyard Books, the lovely bookstore that sponsors our podcast. Um, I was talking to her recently on their podcast bubbles and books, and she's like, "What is it about romances? Like when you know they're all going to be the same? I'm like, just because the formula is the same isn't mean doesn't mean the story's the same, you know, So I think calling it a cliche, it depends on how it's written maybe you say?
1: that's why romance writers are the best is because they can write." <laughs> this cliche over and over again and make it different every single time. Absolutely.
0: And make it feel like you haven't really read it before.
1: Find something unique. Right.
0: Um, So when you hear small town, like separate from the small town that you grow up in, what's like the image that comes to your mind?
1: Well, this probably is related to the small town (laughs) I grew up in, but limited, um, locations and times for shopping and dining out, (laughs) and limited number of stoplights, which I know sounds silly. No, it's not silly. It's not silly. How many stoplights did your town have? Depends on what time you're talking about, like what decade, but currently, currently they have I mean there's more than I could count on my hands. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's a bigger small town. I have one. <laughs> Still one. <laughs> so when I moved back and I was driving 75 miles between oh, here Atlanta. and between work and where I was living, I would pass three stoplights to get to work in that 75 miles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a dream. <laughs> Now it's like stoplight central everywhere you go. But yeah, no, my hometown still just has one. So that I can really hard to. Like, it's a very proud. To me, that <laughs> is like the defining factor. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't think people really get it. It's like, well, we have a stoplight. I know. Come on. <laughs> That's like a big deal here in Iowa. Yeah. So let's get into the gritty. The, the gritty, not the gritty, and not that little dance move that that football player does. Uh, let's get into the pages. Woo, 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 woo. Unless, oh. do you have any town commentary questions?
1: Hmm. Not now, but I reserve the right to return to that question. All
0: right, lawyer. <laughs> um, bang, gavel, <laughs> nod. <laughs> I didn't
1: think Sorry. of any lawyer
0: terms. I was trying to think of, like, you know, like, anything. I and, <laughs> no, I have no objection. Sustain. Sustain? I was going to say secede, and I was like, Succeed. secede doesn't seem... I sustain. I sustain. I hope that's the right...
1: No. No. <laughs> Lawyer okay. <laughs> lawyered <laughs> like in how I met this your father. End up with so many books about lawyers. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Hey. Like how did
0: we do that? I think it's interesting. Plus, it's like that one you were reading your life, so Yes. <laughs> I love that book. All right, let's get to the meat. Okay. Talk about some books that you have on there. I have a bunch of books that um I haven't read, but when I was doing my <laughs> research So I'll talk about ones that I have read. You go through uh, your
1: list, and I'll tell you which ones I've read. How's that?
0: (laughs) I was going to say, because I was like, "Mm, this one. And then I was just, like, Googling and researching. I'm like, well, I haven't read that one, but I'll write it down
1: just in case. So at least start with a couple of yours. Well, Book Lovers. Oh, yeah. That was the one that... And I don't have that on mine. I don't know why. That one just comes to my mind. Probably because they're making fun of the like whole the, concept yeah yeah because it starts out where she gets she's the one in the big city that gets yeah. dumped by she's the, the mean, person who goes back to the big small time. city a constant working woman <laughs> yeah that's the one I thought of I oh. forgot we were supposed to do this
0: oh <laughs> you only made oh <laughs> so you just read your list oh, and okay the, I got oh, you I love that book okay so I'll start with, I'm gonna I'm not even going to go in order of ones that I've read. Actually, okay. the first one on my list, I haven't read. And it's By the Book by Amanda Sellit.
1: I don't know that And one. I hadn't
0: even heard of it before, but it looked really interesting. And I should probably have looked up a synopsis to talk about it before I did this. So do, 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 do. <laughs> BRB, friends. Okay. So By the Book by Amanda Sellit, it's got the cutest cover. Look at this. Oh, you're oh, looking at it. Oh, I love that. Um, and I need to order in asap. So Mary loves the classic novels. Um, knows all about mistakes that have been made, um, especially by like young women who are impressionable. That's what this description is saying. <laughs> um, so when a girl at her new school, oh, is this a YA? It this must is be- a YA. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it looked like an adult novel. Well, it still sounds really cute. Um, so when a girl at her new high school succumbs to the wiles of the notorious cad, oh my God, who wrote that? I'm already like rolling my eyes at cad. This, is it because she
1: reads classic novels? Yes, that's
0: exactly that's what so it is. so
1: cheesy. I, <laughs> bet, I bet you've got a retelling going on So here. she starts
0: compiling a scoundrel, scoundrel survival guide, a rundown of literary types to be avoided at all costs. Okay, I need this as an adult novel, so there's like some solid know, right? spice into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this sounds so silly and ridiculous, but I am i think I might have to read it. The yeah. cover doesn't look like it'd be YA. No. It truly doesn't. I'm looks-
1: looking on Goodreads right now, and ABT, or AB, the book nerd, rated it... Um, is three stars, but they wrote the perfect YA rom com for Jane Austen nerds. Okay, so I'm there you thinking go. I might have to read this,
0: yeah. Well, and we were just talking about your Jane Austen, yeah. Um, another one is I think you have read this one, and it's Small Town Big Magic. Um, no, it's been on Hazel my to be,
1: to be read list forever. Um,
0: but yeah, so. I mean, it's in the title. You got small town, big, big magic. magic. So it's, it's everything I love. Yeah, it's witchy rom com. I'm I totally here for that. Oh, and she's a bookstore. Uh, she's a bookstore owner who's fighting to revitalize the small town, midwestern town that clashes with her bible. The mayor
1: is All that not kind of what the, we were just talking about? Yeah, but we like, need to read this.
0: That's yeah. I have this one at home, and I feel like my friend Carrie read it. and I'm gonna have to ask her what she thought of it. Um... But anything magic-y? I think I bought that from Dog-Eared Books. You 100% (laughs) did, because I think I sold it to you. Um,
1: Good job.
0: And then I have the Dead Romantics, which is so good. I still haven't read that one. I know. You need to get on it, because it's fantastic. So that one, she definitely, she goes back to her, something happens, she has to go home. I don't want to, like, spoil anything on that, even though I don't think it's that big of a spoiler. It's okay. It's enough that I don't want to talk about it. Um, Head Over Heels by Hannah Ornstein. Um, this one I read several years ago. I got a copy of it from Atria Books. Um, she was a gymnast, like basically set to go to the Olympics and then didn't. And so she goes back to her small town, like this is years later. And, um, she starts working at the gym in which she got her training. So read this one forever ago. I think I liked it. Um, I don't think it was like a favorite, but it was definitely cute. Okay. And then I have Hannah Orenstein's follow-up book, which I haven't read yet, but it's at home sitting on my shelf. There you go. So I'm just watching Deanne as I go through this list so far, just add them to her want to read. So I hope that's what you're doing as well, friends. Um, Oh, this next one is by Rebecca Searle, which I like her books a lot. So most recently she came out with One Italian Summer. Um, But this one was called When You Were Mine. And I definitely added it to my TBR because I think she's a fantastic author. And of the two books of hers that I've read, I have enjoyed a lot. So that one, if you were, I mean, all of these are going to fall into that trope of the small town um, heading back, something happening um did you read when in rome by sarah adams
1: no that's been on my oh list oh my forever goodness too. i was counting
0: on you for having read that one that one's a cooking rom-com one too i know i it's been on my list forever that is up your alley so when in rome by sarah adams i don't imagine her home small town is rome though i wonder never why now why did i <laughs> kind of okay that one's a maybe small town let's let's, let's double check that Unless her hometown's Rome, like how here in Iowa we have Peru, Iowa like Peru. Oh, Rome, Kentucky. Oh, Rome, Kentucky, is that what it is? Yeah. Ah ha, ha there it is. So it is just like that. How we have It is just yeah. Nevada and yep. Jamaica and oh, my hometown even. Oh, this one, uh one of my coworkers, Naeli. Has talked nonstop about and it's Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. And I believe that this one has been a huge hit on the TikTok. Yes, I see. The TikTok. The TikTok. <laughs> the TikTok. Which, if you're not cool and you don't follow Dog Books on um, TikTok, you should definitely do that because we're awesome. Except I look stupid on it most of the time, but seriously, follow us because no, Jenna Bush Hager follows so us. So
1: cute. <laughs>
0: um so yeah so naily was like determined to get this one on our bestseller stable and she got it there and i'm very happy and proud of her for it because she like this i think is one of her favorite books ever That's awesome. so um it's a it's been a big hit with a lot of readers so i would definitely pick it up um ooh, this one i know you Good have one. read And I'm going to make you talk about it because I feel like I've had too much of my voice on this podcast. And I don't like hearing my voice all the time when I go to edit. I saw this one when I
1: was peeking at your list earlier. I'm all over this The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. Go get it. What up, Dan? For those who don't know, Aaron Sterling and Rachel Hawkins are the same person.
0: How do I not know that? I don't know. Oh, my God. I feel like I've been told this (laughs) about... okay continue <laughs> we're all
1: learning something here today unless um, it's just me by myself clueless as usual um so we're only going to talk about the x-hex in this one because yep. um one of our future episodes is going to be on the kiss curse but sure um this is a cute little we think it's a trilogy um and the first one came out In the fall of 2021, the second one came out the fall of 2022, and um, Aaron slash Rachel, if you are listening, we are all anxiously awaiting the third one, and we want it to be the character that lives off in the woods on his own because we're oh, really the, excited about the other brother the, like, but anyway
0: yeah <laughs> i was gonna call him like the bigfoot brother
1: because he's like <laughs> the a, bigfoot brother, or yeah. the werewolf that's the what werewolf they were for him too i yes. couldn't think of it so i was like i know it's like a monster <laughs> so what you have is a small community that has a university in it and this university and this community are run by witches witching families but they also sort of um I don't know, have a spell where regular humans can live there and not know that they're surrounded by these witches. It's kind of,
0: you know, where it. it's not 100% obvious in their faces, even though it might be happening around them. Yes. Like, there's like almost a glamour so that yeah. they don't see it fully.
1: Yeah. But and so you have... um in the in the first book, the X Hex, you have the competing families. Right, um, just happen to have a female and a male who um, had a fling, and then the reason it's called the X Hex is when they broke up, she and her cousin cursed him because they were drinking vodka. <laughs> Never. Never drink vodka and hex, I think is the yeah the theme here. Careful um, what you're doing on your witchy nights. Yes. And so he comes back and there's this battle brewing for the families to um run the town, shall we say?
0: Is it even like well, yeah, it's we like have a battle, fix, but it's have to
1: fix a yeah. disturbance in the force, which <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's like all the power goes through this one family and they're like very very powerful, but then there's a the
1: other family like, that has power too. Yes, used to but have power. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. which this book I confuse very often with one that I also have on this list, which is Payback's a Witch by Lana Harper.
1: I love that series too. And this
0: one, it's like. What do I? What did I? It's like same idea, you know, cheaper to, of a dozen too. Where it's like the families all compete in those games. It's yes. like family games, except yes. this is for whoever's going to be the power holder. And of, there are three for like families 50,
1: in the paybacks. Of which? Well, there's four, four, four,
0: but her family they always. Take, step out of the composition yes. because they're supposed to be the recorders. It's this whole to-do, but so she lives Until, in like... Of course they win. Yeah, duh. And so she lives in Chicago, I think it is, and the further you get away from the epicenter of where their magic is, the less power you actually have, and she like does not want any power at that time. So, but then eventually she comes back, and it's so cute, and like the first person she meets, she's really like sexy, and she's like, mm, I knew her back in school, but then her ex-boyfriend, he's there, and he's just like, oh.
1: So dramatic. Yeah.
0: I love dramatic books. And
1: the third in that series just came out in yes. January, I think. And I've read all three of those. They're I'm, amazing. I haven't even read the second one yet. From Bad to Cursed is really yep. good, too. Second Family. And then um, Back in a Spell is the third family. Yes. And it's just, I love all three of them. They're yep. great
0: books. I need to get on that because I do not subscribe to just keeping witchy books during the witchy season.
1: No. They're...
0: Christmas books, I get it. It's not like a Christmas book. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss Her Once for Me is not a Christmas book. Christmas book. I'm never going to stop on that one. People are going to get so annoyed. They're going to turn We're off this podcast. So
1: Until Alison Cochran rules on it. Yeah.
0: And even <laughs> we then. We need I to messed- message her. I'm like, I need some information, <laughs> Miss Alison. Um, but the next one I have on my list is The Royals Next Door by Karina Hale. Did you read this one?
1: You you I have this oh one. My God. you told me to read it. I oh haven't my God.
0: read it yet. I <laughs> adore this one so much. So it kind of plays on, you know, when Megan and Harry went to Canada. Yeah. But this is not about the Megan and Harry type. This is about this woman whose home happens to be like the old former like cottage to this big manage mansion that the rich royals moved into. But like she owns her own home and like the little tiny land trip. So it's her and the bodyguard. So this isn't necessarily coming back to your small town, but it's escape to a small town.
1: Oh, I have one of those. Yeah? What is it? Um, It's called The Family You Make, and it's a Jill Shalvis novel. I Ooh. hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She's one of my favorite authors. <laughs> I have lots of them, but she's one you? of my favorites. We're just one? <laughs> and um, it's the first in the Sunrise Cove series. Okay. And the third one just came out and just What's the cover all look three like? of them. It's kind of mountainy because they're set oh, cute. In so cute. So it's like mass markety looking yeah. cover, but very cute and cozy. Yeah, very cute and cozy. They're um, 356 pages. So they're oh, yeah. just like the it's regular a good read. size totally. novels. Um, but real fun to binge. And they're not Those are the related best, families. Sort of. You don't have to read one in front yeah. of the other one, but they're all really cute. I loved them.
0: That's so good. What else do you have? At least you had. You finally, you finally came up I with know, one. Right? Damn, sorry. <laughs> I worked so hard on my list. I was like, I'm going to be prepared this time. I'm never prepared, so I feel very good about myself. <laughs> um, I I was prepared in every other way, and
1: I totally forgot you totally that we were
0: do... you totally were prepared, and I'm just like the one time I actually had my shit together. Um. So this next one that I have is it. A romance or a rom com. Well, if it's not a romance, it's not a rom com, obviously. Um, But it's called The Inheritance of Orcadia Divinia
1: or Divina by Zoraida Cordova.
0: And basically, all these um, cousins and aunts get called and uncles get called back um to their their grandmother she says i'm dying you need to come home to get your inheritance so that is coming back home because they all grew up well they didn't like they mostly all grew up on this small tiny little plot of land near a small town so that's definitely going back to your small town home place um this one i have question marks next to and maybe you can help me determine whether or not it is i think it is but it's the bodyguard by Catherine center because he goes back, but the thing it's is, I said question mark though because it's outside of Dallas, I think, or something. So
1: I think this counts okay. because um, you're 100 percent right. It it's not a super small town, uh-huh. but it is going back to the hometown, and they live right. on the ranch, right? And
0: thank you, I feel validated. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that book.
0: <laughs> I'm like a bachelorette contestant i need to feel validated Thank so i you. have a
1: fun story about the bodyguard Ooh, can i tell it absolutely okay so um i was traveling and i was near houston and so <laughs> i decided i was going to do a rachel and go find an independent <gasps> bookstore she did a me i did a Rachel. she didn't do me no, 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 no. <laughs> let's get this straight <laughs> she pulled a rachel i pulled a rachel um and so I just went into this random bookstore and I was so excited and I was just walking around and it just, you know, it's, they're fun. It's, it's that local feeling of like, bookstore.
0: whoa, I'm, I'm yeah. in somewhere that loves books. Yeah.
1: And it was Blue Willow Books and it's just outside of Houston, Texas. And I'm walking along and I get to the section where they have the romance and the fiction because mm-hmm. they were all mixed together. And I see all of these Catherine Center books. And they had one that I didn't have yet. And I Ooh. haven't read yet. So I was so excited. And I pulled it out. And I was going to buy it. And I opened it up. And it was signed. That's the best feeling. And me. I got so excited. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's our local author. So she's like Denise Williams oh, to this bookstore. To Dogger Books, yeah. And I had no clue. And that's not why I picked it to go there. That's but amazing. they're telling me all these amazing stories about how awesome she is. And they had just had – um Tom Melton, Draco Malfoy in oh, there the week Felton. before. Felton. Tom Felton, yeah. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom. Um signing books. So like I would have died. I'm it, dead. It was Deceased. So cool. It was so cool. But anyway, so that's my and Catherine I'm excited. She's got a new one arc coming arc. out
0: soon as well. What's your face?
1: Oh my gosh. S- Hello, stranger. I
0: have oh. the art. Oh, I was like, she got so quiet in her face I was like, What? What's I going on? I'm
1: so excited. <laughs> um when the new Catherine center books come out and I use them to reward myself. So I have not figured out what the ultimate reward is going to be, Mm -hmm. but I also am taking a little vacation next week. So it may be a plane read.
0: Well, of course you need something might as well be that. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) So I also put on here, um, something wilder by Christina Lauren. (laughs) Which it only counts. It, yeah. Like, I feel like it's another one of those borderline ones because. It's not
1: his hometown.
0: No, but like, she gets forced to stay in her hometown. And then he comes back. Yes, he does come to back. To her hometown. Yeah. It's adventure and it's fun. And I think it's one of their more underrated romances. Like, because everyone's like, it's not a real romance. I'm like, there is romance in it. It's just with an adventure. And I love that. I thought it was so fun.
1: No, Uh, no, I loved it. Yeah, (laughs) I love that book. It's like, am Um, I wrong? (laughs) No, it's it was. Was it? Remember when it before it came out, they were saying it has romance, it has adventure, like Jewel of the Nile. Yes.
0: Oh yes, it's so fun. And I just like, I'm like, everybody needs to love this one as much as I do. I feel like I always love the ones that people are like, yeah, I liked it, and then I'm always like, yeah, I liked it about the ones that people are like, oh my god, I love this one.
1: So, so we have the book club that meets every yeah. month at Dog Your Books, Woo-woo. and I am kind of notorious for liking some of the less spicy things. You Not like, that I don't like No, spicy. you do like
0: spicy, but you also really love your sweet reads. I
1: love my sweet reads and I love a slow burn. Yes. Um, and I, that's a, our There's a buildup to it. There is. you, And I. to this day, I will say that Hook, Line, and Sinker is <laughs> like a long slow burn because it starts in the first book and that's like my favorite. But um, yeah, our book club, doesn't really like the slow burn sweet reads. But that's what a
0: <laughs> that's what a rom-com mostly is. Right? And we are a rom-com book club.
1: If it could be on the Hallmark Channel, it is a rom-com. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. If it
1: could be on HBO and Cinemax. <laughs> hey,
0: those can still be rom-coms. Those are just our spicy-ended ones. Yeah. It's more like the Adult <laughs> Swim, maybe. I'm not sure. But... No, like the, the smutty one, books, totally. Those are great, but smutty smut doesn't always fall into the rom com category. No. So we talk it's gotta about to be really funny. We got we talk about the sweet and spicy over here, yeah. like um, like sesame chicken. It's sweet and spicy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna skip that. I talk about that. Okay, so this last one I have not read either. And it's called Bet the Farm by Stacey Hart.
1: I haven't read that And one. I made a
0: note that we need to get this at Ooh. the bookstore. So Ooh. I'm going to say BRB again real quick while I go and look this one up because I can't remember why I said that.
1: Well, while you look that one up, I'll tell you about another one. Oh, yes, please. Um, So Drunk on Love is Jasmine Guillory's oh, new one. Mm-hmm. And in that... It's not really – well, it is kind of a small town. It's where the winery is. And he comes from San Francisco and comes home, and his family lives there. And it's all centered around the winery. And if you have read the Wedding Date series by Jasmine Guillory, the ladies from that whole series come into oh, the winery. Oh, that's so fun. And I – you guys know I love Easter eggs. That would make me squeal. <laughs> it made me squeal out loud. I yeah. was so excited. I'd be like, <laughs> I know. So, if you like Easter eggs from your previous books, and you like the small town, I highly recommend *Drunk on Love* by Jasmine Guillory. Okay, I got my—I got it pulled up. Okay. So this one literally—it
0: just screams exactly what this trope is. So, like, back to small town. So Olivia Brent has one summer to save the dairy farm she just inherited. There's one problem. And it's not her lactose intolerance. Oh <laughs> I gosh. that's really funny. Jake Milovich, the brooding farmhand, has inherited exactly fifty percent of the Brent farm, and so he's convinced the city girl can't work the land. He bets she can't save it in a summer, so she's determined to prove him wrong and accepts might what might be the dumbest wager of her life. Um, so. This sounds like the best enemies to lovers, and that's why I said we needed to get it into the store, because look how cute this cover is. And it's independently published, too. Perfect. So I'll have to double check to see if we can get it in, um, because I definitely want to read this one. I mean, we're Iowa. We have cows. Moo. I've seen a cow. I've seen a cow. I've milked a cow before. I like cheese. Cheese. I'm also lactose intolerant, but I do it. I eat it. I eat the ice cream all the time. It makes me really sad later. But then I'm really happy because then I'm <laughs> thinking I'm like, oh, there's more ice cream in the freezer. And I go right back to it. So it's a sad little cycle. I need to get some like. But at least when I'm at Aldi, I buy the lactose-free milk. That's a step. But they just don't have good flavors in the lactose-free. And I don't like, like the, there's just like the dairy-free ice cream. Some of them are really gross. I need the lactose-free.
1: So then it's still like. Good ice cream. I've got That's another. my rant. <laughs> I've got another one for you and it's Ooh. set in Iowa. <gasps> Which one? Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. I didn't know that was set in Iowa. Of course it's I set haven't in read Iowa. it. Oh, where you know else what? would you go back to a small town but in Iowa? The, well, she's from Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. So and the girl character works in Minnesota oh, and then goes this. to the small town in Iowa okay, where okay. she meets the boy who lives in the small town. Oh. Now, it's not her small town that she's going back to, but right. it is it's a going small to a small town. town. And he's the mayor of the small town, oh. which I think oh is just God. a classic ad. Did you ever watch Heart of Dixie? Yes. <gasps>
0: oh my gosh. I love that. Is he Levon? <laughs> Or is he more George Tucker? (laughs) Nice. I
1: don't know. Long pause. (laughs) I need to go back and binge the series again to figure that out. I love
0: that show so much. (laughs) But you know what? When I was doing my research, I did see that one on the list, but I assumed you were coming with a list, so I didn't put it on there. So I'm like so happy you're talking about this one. I got
1: there. You came 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 through. through. (laughs) And the cool thing about this one... Is um, we talk about this a lot, but my son is obsessed with Abby Jimenez's mm-hmm. post about her dogs. Yes, and she also won one of the cupcake wars and has Nadia Cupcakes mm-hmm. in Minnesota. She's and a woman of many talents. Like she now, does all. they are training the dog to deliver cupcakes,
0: and Shut it's up. been on
1: Inside Edition. You have it's a retriever dog, and so oh. it needs a lot of like activity. activity it needs activity.
0: it needs a job and it's that's it like lovey and lovey our store dog she needs a job and her job is to comfort and help her owner and then comfort other people like when they visit the store and she does her job very, she does very her well. job very well we've missed her she's had an iron jury so she hasn't been at the store for a while like i need my lovey
1: yeah but tess is learning how to deliver cupcakes that's so and cute you can imagine sometimes she does it really well and sometimes she doesn't do it so well does she eat them she sometimes drops them, um, and you know cupcakes aren't really supposed to be dropped. No, but it's okay they're delicate. She's super, super cute.
0: You know what? I, I would cupcakes, still eat a dropped cupcake delivered by a dog.
1: taste the same because they're in a plastic <laughs> container. They're yeah. fine. You just scoop um, it out. You're fine. But now I have my son convinced that we need to do a road trip to Nadia's Cupcakes. Oh my God! So Definitely. we need to plan it yes. and do like. Pictures, we need to take the podcast yes. on the road.
0: Oh, um, I would go to
1: Nadia's cupcake. We should as soon as the weather turns. Because, hey, I'm
0: Abby, we know you listen. Want a podcast with us? <laughs> hey, I know all the great Can bookstores in the Millie, uh, the, the Minneapolis. I can't even say the word. I know all the good bookstores in the Minneapolis area, so
1: maybe we've seen a- them enough cupcakes to let us visit bookstores. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. Plus, there's a new one. Um, I think it's called Black Garnet Books, and it's a black owned bookstore so cool yes and they've been I remember watching them trying to get their beginnings to get started and opening and now they're open so I'm like dying to go visit them because
1: spring summer road trip yeah we're on oh yeah absolutely okay I'm down I'm in
0: um do you have any others you want to add before we wrap
1: up this episode I probably do (laughs) yeah I'm probably missing some of my favorites um so I don't know if I've talked about this series before um, but it is one of my favorite romance series. It's a little less rom-com and a little bit more romance. That's okay. But, We're just
0: talking about books that fit into the genre.
1: Okay. Janet Chapman is the author. She is no longer around, but Aww. her books live on. And they are my Janet. I know. They are my go-to. Um Aww. and it's Highlanders that crossed into um modern times. Oh, it's like a reverse outlander. It is a total reverse outlander, only just hilarious. Aww. Um. And I, I was gonna say only funnier, but I don't know that they're. Again, they're not rom coms, but right. they are. But it's a sweet romance. Yeah, yeah, they're funnier. Um, because you can oh, always Lander have good humor. Not funny. No, it's, it's dark. <laughs> that is very dark. dark. Yeah, I love it. I love it, but it's not funny. And so they have this whole series, and it starts with um. It starts with one family and then it crosses over and there's a spin-off mm-hmm. series so there's the Highlander series and then there's the Spelldown Falls series. Mm-hmm. And all of the Spelldown Falls are take place in a small Maine um mm. where they cut down trees town. Oregon? No, Maine. Oh, Maine. Yeah. Where they cut down the trees and like they um, create a well, can't, ocean. like a logging company. Yeah, a logging okay. town. And um the the supernatural folk in the town create... Oh, my God, there's supernaturals, too? Yeah, well, not, like, werewolves, but, you know... I got you. Gods and goddesses, that type (gasps) of thing. Oh, the opposites. And they create... uh, In a small cove that's freshwater... They create a seawater connection. Oh. And so you have Orca whales in this like cove and it becomes a beachfront property. I and love that. of course they can take the small camping area and make it this really ritzy hotel. Perfect. Just a f- beautiful series. Oh, I, I love, love the that. series. Um
0: so there's that's just probably my There's just something about going to a small town in a story. Yeah. You feel that instant like it's like the community you feel almost even when they're like i don't want to get to know anybody you just you still get that there and it's like whether it's a pie that wins you over or a sexy man or a woman or who knows what's dragging you in you're hooked you're hooked you're hooked it's so cozy and perfect
1: and there's all these single people who are
0: yeah ready to hook up that is serious that's that's where you know it's fiction <laughs> right. it's like where are you people sure thing yeah <laughs> oh well this is a fun one to talk about i think i really like this trope a lot
1: um and, and this is one of my favorites i
0: definitely added a lot of books to my tbr list once i went when i began researching it
1: so very cool
0: Well, thanks for following along. Hope you enjoyed this and added more books to your list
1: as well. The next thing we're going to talk about are the September book and the October book. Which is... Delilah Green Doesn't Care and The Kiss Curse. Yes. And those both fall underneath the small town trope. They do. And then after that, we'll go to another trope. Yes. So come back
0: and listen to us again.
1: <laughs> that
0: Thank That's such you. a lame like call to action. But listen to us, follow us, and stay tuned
1: to more fun things that we have coming up soon. And leave a comment with the favorite small town trope book that we didn't mention. Yes.
0: If we forgot one, please let us know. tell us in the comments.
1: Yes. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Between the Covers podcast. You can follow Deanne at E-O-D-B-R-T and Rachel at More Than the Pages on Instagram and everything podcast related at at Between the Covers pod. Between the Covers pod is produced by our local indie bookstore, dog Books in Ames, Iowa. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life.